Well, thank you all for coming to the Wednesday night service. This, this is the bunch that loves the Lord. I know some people have to work. I understand that. But you're taking time out of the week to come here. This is awesome. Man, I'd be, if I was a devil, I'd be afraid of you guys. Amen. There's nothing more rowdy than a soldier than who knows who he is with his, with his weapon, right? I mean, ask the guys on the 82nd on the Battle of the Bulge when the Germans told them to surround. He said, you guys are nuts. We're not surrendering. And they they what's nuts? We ain't giving up. Held that position, turned the enemy's flank. And I'll tell you what. You guys, I'm telling you, the devil's afraid of you. Amen. He is afraid of you. Mm, mm, mm. Hey, this is 2021, right? The year of abundant overflow, right? Hallelujah. Expect it now. Expect it now. It starts right now. So you'll start taking the steps. And the steps that you take is you go over the words that Dr. Savella gave you. you got to make them yours till they become a rhema. you got to take scriptures, find scriptures, make them yours till they become a rhema, right? And so this is abundant overflow. Psalms 31, 19. Oh, thank you, Lord, so much for your goodness. You have laid up heaps upon heaps, piles upon piles of goodness for those that fear you. Right, which you have wrought before the sons of men that trust in you. The people that trust in you, he brings it. He has stored it up. It's there. It's available. The Spirit of the Lord is here. And he has delivered it time and time again. Right? Hallelujah. One of the things I did when Dr. Savelle gave his word, I took those words, I wrote them down, I put scriptures with them, and I made it mine. you got to make it yours. The Lord made it his, right? And so he went over it, and then he found scriptures and shared it with us. So I need you to do that. He needs you to do that. We need you to do that. We need to do this together to us keep this going in, right? A new era has begun, right? And more and more signs and wonders will be seen in 2021. Now listen, for those who will heed my voice and obey my words, they'll experience my goodness and my power as never seen nor heard. They'll see the fruit of their faithfulness come bursting forth. They'll prosper and they'll flourish like never before. <laughs> oh my goodness. Psalms 92, right? 12 to 15. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. You'll grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish in the courts of our God. You'll still bring forth fruit in old age. You'll be fat and flourishing. And it will show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock. And there is no unrighteousness in him at all. You are a declaration. In other words, what the Lord is saying, I'm going to declare in you and through you. People are going to see me in you, and you're going to be like a Georgia pine. You're going to be like a redwood. I'm going to lift you up. That's literally what he's saying. I'm going to lift you up, and people are going to see me in you. And they're going to look at you, even in your old age. Oh, my goodness. Oh, hallelujah. Every 34.7 trillion cells in me in the name of Jesus, rejuvenate now in Jesus' name. Oh, my goodness. I, I take this thing, and I talk to my body with it. I talk to every cell in my body, every one with this thing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So remember, this is 2021. This is a year of abundant overflow. Abundant overflow. Abundant overflow. He can do exceedingly abundantly over all that I can ask or think. My mind tries to grasp it. You know, my brain tries well, my brain tries to grasp it. And I say, that's all right, brain. That's why the Lord gave me his spirit. That's why he gave me my will, my mind. And so I begin to educate myself in the word of God. And I begin to tell my body about the word of God. And I begin to speak to the situation. And I begin to declare, right, that the spirit of the Lord is here. And that this is for me and that this is mine. And that's what you got to do. And if you got to walk around, because I'll do this when I come to the church sometimes in the morning. I'll get here sometimes about 7.30, 7.45. And I'll just walk around the sanctuary. And it's open if you guys want to come. I'm here Monday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. If you want to come in here and walk around with me and you want to do this for about an hour like I do in the morning and just go over these things and just start 
start praising God. Oh my, when I was going over Psalms 31, 19 about how he's laid up his goodness for those that fear him, all of a sudden I began to see what David saw. Just miles upon miles upon miles upon miles. He looks up, he looks down, he looks left, he looks right. Everywhere he looks, he just sees nothing but an endless supply of the goodness of the Lord. And all of a sudden he says, oh my goodness, Lord, how great is your goodness that you've laid up for them that fear thee. It's just laid up, heap upon heap, pile upon pile. Oh, and you show it before the sons of men to the ones that will trust you. The ones that will let them use you. Let them use you. Wherever you are, it, it takes steps, okay? It takes steps. Step one. Step two, practice with the Lord. Practice hearing from the Lord. Just practice hearing from Him. That's what I started doing. I said, Lord, your sheep hear your voice. I need to start practicing. I need to just start practicing hearing your voice, okay? And so I'd walk around, and the Holy Spirit would say, okay, go do this. And I'd go do it. And then he'd say, go do that. And I'd go do it. And I got into a pattern where I would recognize His voice, and then when you go out there, okay, and you're faced with all that pressure, and it tries to be like a monkey on your back, right? It tries to come down on you, and the fear is there. Because fear is going to come. It says that in Proverbs 3. Fear will come, right? It's going to come, right? But the Lord says you don't have to be afraid of it when it comes. And when I saw that, oh, I get it now, Lord. Okay, I understand what Paul is saying now. The Lord is with me. The Spirit of the Lord is with me. He's right there, right? So I take the deep breath. I just turn around, and I just wait about a second. That's what Jesus did, right? He drew, in the, he drew in the dirt when they got in his face, right? He just drew. I don't know what he wrote, but he was drawn in there. He's waiting, right? And then the Lord told him to get up, and he had the word to say, right? Convicted him. Woman got saved because of it, set free. And uh, hallelujah. So let your moderation be known in that situation. Hey, I... If I cared what people thought about me anymore, do you think I care anymore what people think about me? I mean, if you see me where I came from, I didn't care then. In fact, people made fun of me where I came from. So I'd rather be made fun of for trusting the Lord than be made fun of from where I am. Because if you see me before now, oh my goodness, you'd really be laughing. But I, but I got to tell you something. The Lord took me places. Oh my goodness. He took me places. I, I had people come up and ask me, how would you get this job? How would you get this assignment? How would you get here? And I say, it's the Lord. No, really. How did you get here? Who do you know? You must have sent, sent somebody. You must have known somebody. I said, the Lord set it up. He brought me here. It was so funny because when I was at uh, Mountstorm Air Force Base, Montana, you know, I'm a brand new butter bar, second lieutenant, right? And I'm sitting in there, and there's about three, 400 guys, okay? And everybody's trying to path out their career. They're trying to get to know people. You know, they're trying to get, you know, they're trying to make networking, right? Um, and I had this colonel come up to me who was one of the group uh, commanders. He was a vice group commander, and he came up to me. And he's a full bird colonel. He looks at me as a second lieutenant, and he's looking at my performance report. And he's saying, there's no way you're going to get promoted with a report like this. There's just no way. You must not want to be promoted. I said, well, this is the things that my superiors are writing about me, right? What he asked me, he says, what would you like to do? I said, you know what? I'd like to go to the Pentagon one day and work at J3. That's the operation part at the National Military Command Center. That's where they, they do all of the nuclear triad for the subs, the bombers, and the missiles, right? Because we're not shooting everybody with nukes, right? We, we, we help the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And we work at the command center, and we work with all the nine different combatant commands, right? And so we brief him, and he briefs us, and so we oversee all of that, right? But we play war every day. You know, every, every day I was there, we played nuke war. You know, I would write scripts. I would, like, write nuclear scenarios of nuclear attacks, and we would do those things, right? And um, 
I got to go there. I mean, this guy asked me this when I first went into the Air Force. What's one of the things you would like to do? And, you know, it just came out of me. I'd like to go to the Pentagon, to J-3 one day, and work at the National Military Command Center. He goes, I just came from there. You know, that was my assignment, you know. I got to do that. So I thank the Lord for that because it was just one step at a time, just trusting on him, just following him, got born again. Well, one of the things I want to do is I want to pick up off on where Brother Eric spoke about about the glory of the Lord to pick up where Pastor Justin's left off about altars, about turning. You know, he's talking about the fire of the Lord. I want to go to John 17 because I want you to understand when we go to John 17, this isn't some movie where Jesus is pouring out some kind of emotional scene to the disciples like I'm going now guys and everybody's crying and all this. No, Jesus is making a covenant. A man is in the Godhead. A man is going to the Godhead, okay? A man is going to the Godhead, and he's making a covenant. Oh, my. He's making a covenant with God, with the Father. He's making a covenant, okay? And he's saying this thing. Oh, my. Because, I mean, when you go, go over John 14, 15, 16, 17, oh, my. Man, I tell you what, you spend hours in this meditation, you'll know whose you are. And, and, and what you're for and whom you are. In verse 1, oh, i got to get turned one more page over. These words spake Jesus, and he lifts up his eyes to heaven, and he says, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son may also glorify thee. Okay? Now, one of the cool things we're going to get when Jesus comes back, we're going to get a glorified body. I'm waiting for that one. I, I talk to my body about that. Say, hey, one day, yeah. One day, Jesus said, touch me, because the spirit doesn't have, you know, flesh and bone. Oh, my. Oh, my. But he's going to go, right? So, we're going to go to verse 2. As thou has given him power over all flesh, all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou has given him. Power to be sons of the living God, daughters of the living God. When I read that, my... I can be a son just like Jesus. Jesus was the prototype, right? I can be the same. I can walk in the same. That's why Jesus came to the earth, to show that a man could have the the nature, the fruit of the Spirit, the nature of God, the baptism in the Spirit of God, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, right? All in one package and can defeat the devil. Jesus defeated the devil. The prototype won. And now God's making more prototypes. You and I in the same image. That's what Jesus wanted. Jesus has decided. Jesus said this in the book of John. Oh my. They come up to him. He heals a guy. Tells him to take up his bed and walk, right? And then he he sits down and the the Pharisees come talking to him. He says, "My my father's not at rest. He's always at work. I read that thing, and I was like, whoa. My, I, oh, man, the spiritual light bulb came on. I get it. God is using Jesus to do his finished work. Right. He handed it over to man. Right. Jesus is now the extension of the Father, replenishing, perpetuating what he started in the earth. And then Jesus says, now I'm giving it to you. And how's he doing it? Through his glory that the Father gave him. Amen. And hey, we learned from Pastor Phil, we learned about the nine gifts of the Spirit, right? And what they are, okay? And the Holy Spirit does it as He wills. I don't 
tell the Holy Spirit how to do it when I go out and I talk to people about Jesus. The Holy Spirit just shows up. Now, last night, we were doing the puppet thing. Amen. Tasha and Dave, hallelujah. Doing the puppet thing, okay? Here comes a mother and her daughter, right? Go up to her, start talking to them, okay? Next thing you know, I'm, I'm introducing them to the church. Next thing you know, the Spirit of the Lord comes down, and I recognize it. Oh, boy, the Holy Spirit's here. Something's up. So I begin to talk to this young girl. And about five to ten minutes into the conversation, the Holy Spirit begins to witness to her. And I'm watching all of this. And you can always tell when the Holy Spirit's coming on somebody because their eyes will start going like this. They start looking around like this. And they're like, all of a sudden, they're in the presence of God. And I stopped and I said, can you sense the presence of the Lord right now? And she said, yes. I go, that's the Holy Spirit. That's the presence of God. I go, he's a gentleman. Learn to recognize his voice. You can learn to recognize his voice. You can learn to walk with that. Now she's interested, right? To make a long story short, she winds up accepting the Lord. Now, hallelujah. She accepts Jesus, right? She accepts him. She recognizes his presence. She recognized his glory, his power, his presence, right, and his goodness. And it was there. Now, the mother is standing there. Now, she's already been a Christian. Okay, here's where the gifts of the Spirit come in. Holy Spirit begins to talk to me. This girl's been hurt by Christians before. She doesn't, she dresses a particular way. Her hair is a different kind of style. The Holy Spirit was specific with me. He said she has been made fun of by other Christians, and she has been put down by other Christians. So I sit back, and I look at her, and I said, Ma'am, you've been hurt before by Christians, haven't you? And she said, Yes. I said, I want to tell you something. Me standing in place right now for them, I ask you for forgiveness. I said, I said they're not acting like Christians. You know, Christians see the good. They see the good in somebody, right? Now, we're not stupid. We don't get taken advantage of, right? But we see the good in somebody. And so that burden was able to fall off of her. This is what the glory is all about. I didn't know that. I didn't know it till I began to speak to her. You see? And this is why Jesus came, so that they could have Zoe life. Get out of the fallen state of Adam. I don't have to live in the fallen state of Adam anymore. Oh, do you know what that means? I don't have to live under the curse anymore. I don't have to be subjected to it. I don't have to. I don't care what anybody else says. I don't care. I get it. I get your diagnosis. I get it. I get what's going on around me. I get it. I'm not stupid, okay? But I don't have to put the yoke on my neck. I don't have to put the chains on my back and the chains on me. I don't have to. This is why Jesus came for Zoe Life. I don't have to receive it. I don't have to. Body, I don't have to take this in the name of Jesus. I don't have to. I don't care. You did your job. You told me. Thank you. Okay. Enough. Quiet. Peace. Be still. You know? And, and then I begin doing this. I begin going over this. This is why Jesus came. This is why the Holy Spirit came. All things work for the good of those that love the Lord. He helps my infirmities. He helps my weaknesses. Oh, come on. I feel the helper, bro. That's when the helper starts talking to me, right? And that's when I start talking to the problem. And I start looking the enemy in the face. And I start talking to him. It's not my strength. It's the glory of the Father that's in me. That's being stirred up that I'm saying, right? Okay. I have glorified, verse 4, I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. Verse 5, and now, O Father, glorify thou me with your own self, 
with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. Oh my goodness, the Lord has just put us back at the beginning. He has just taken us out of the fallen state of Adam. He has just asked God to give a man who is the Son of God the ability to be back where he was before the fall. He shared it with Adam. Okay, you're going to see this when we get here. I have manifested thy name, in verse 6 here. I have manifested thy name unto them, which thou hast given me out of the world. Thine they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept thy word. We have the ability to take the words of God and to use them and to keep them and to possess them. Jesus gave us that ability. This is powerful. Verse 7. Now they have known... That all things, whatsoever thou hast given me, are of thee. They're, they're learning this on their own experience. That's what Jesus wants. is for you to learn faith on your own experience. You to do the encounter with God. You to have the experience with God. So you can take it. And you can walk with it. Right? Verse 8. <clears throat> Here we go. For I have given, I have given unto them. Thy words, oh, what an honor and a privilege. Thy words, which thou gavest me, and they have received them. We have the ability to receive the goodness, the power, right? The goodness, the power, and the presence of God, his words. We have that ability. Jesus has given that to us. Oh, my goodness. Pastor Justin, he's talking about the fire of God on Sunday. He's talking about the glory of God. Uh, Talking about it on Wednesday night. Oh, my goodness. And have known surely that I came from thee, and they have believed, they have believed that thou didst send me. This is how born again works, right? The word is given, right? They receive it, right? They believe it, that it came from God, and they receive it. That's what happens, right? Oh, this is so good. It just gets better as you go on. I pray for them. Verse 9, I pray not for the world. But for them which you have given me, for they are thine, right? Glory is for the believer. This is what I like to tell everybody. God loves everybody, but he's not in covenant with everybody. I have friends that are girls, but there are certain things I don't do with them, right? I'm in covenant with God, right? God's not in covenant with the world. Big difference. Loves the world, but not in covenant with the world, okay? He wants to be in covenant. It's a choice. It's a decision. God's not going to make you a robot. He wants children. He wants a decision. That's what he wants. He wants you to do this, right? Verse 10. All mine are thine, and thine are mine. And I am glorified. Oh, read that last sentence. What's Jesus? Who's he glorified in? Us. Remember I said this? God has decided that he's going to use Jesus To reveal his glory, right? Something that Moses couldn't get, right? We got it. We got it. We got it. Okay, this is what the prophets dreamed about. And now what's Jesus saying? I want that glory to be in and used through you. If we're not seeing Jesus and God in the earth, it's because we're not allowing him to use us. It is plain and simple. I saw it. If God's not moving in your life, somewhere there's a blockage. Somewhere there's a disconnect, right? Connect. I'm the vine. I'm the true vine. Connect to me, right? You'll be my branch. Ask what you will. Speak. See? See how that works? The glory flows through us. I'm not lifting. I didn't do this. I didn't lift myself up. 
Jesus did that. I didn't lift myself and get seated with Jesus. He put me there with him, okay? Thank you, Lord, that he put me next to him. Hallelujah. I'm just like, ooh, glory. He let me sit with him in the heavenly. He's the head. I'm the body. Oh, my goodness, Jesus, where do I fit in? Show me where I fit in. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Verse 11. I am now no more in the world, but you are in the world. And I am come to thee, Holy Father. Keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me. Protect, keep, right? That they may be, oh, that we may be what? One as me and you are, Father. Oh, 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 come on. What? Say that again, Jesus. That I'm, that Joseph might be one, and I like when Brother Eric said, use your name and put it in there, because that's what I started doing, right? I started putting my name in That Joseph could be one, one with the Father and Jesus. He's seated in the God. No, come on. Did I write this? Did I write that? No, Jesus said that, right? Well, maybe I'm just misinterpreting it, right? No, I'm not misinterpreting it. Hey, come on. I didn't, it's plain and simple to me. Okay. Verse 12, while I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. I protected them, okay? And thou gavest me what you've given me, I've kept, and none of them was lost, but the son of perdition, so that the scripture might be fulfilled. Choice, choice. Jesus, remember the garden, okay? Remember what Adam did in the garden. I don't think people realize and understand what Adam did in the garden. Now me, I'm a military guy, right? Right, brother? We're military guys. I know what treason is. I've seen treason before. There's a lot of treasons that happen in the United States military. Guys selling secrets to the enemy, okay? Oh, that's treason, okay? But we don't understand what Adam did in the garden was treason. He knew what he was doing. You've got to get the emphasis of this. This was just not some decision he made like what he's having for breakfast. No, man, he had the Lord on the inside of him. He made a decision, okay? And Jesus is saying right here, and now we've got to focus on this, because none of them was lost but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. Judas had a choice. You've got to understand this. The word was revealed to him. The Lord was revealed to him. He made a decision, okay? I believe it happened at that perfume incident. I mean, he was already stealing from the bag. But when Jesus called them out on that incident, when that lady poured, you know, when Mary, it was a Mary, right? She poured that, that ointment, and he got all offended, right? And that, I believe that, that was really the thing, I think, was one of the contributing reasons why he got mad at Jesus and just, he made treason. He sold them out, man. He sold out Jesus. Sold out his own, you know, his own rabbi, his own teacher. I mean, that's powerful stuff. So there's a reason why this happens, the Lord has given us the decision to make. You've got to understand this. Okay. Now, verse 13. And now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, so that they, you, might um, have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Verse 14. Now, I'm reading the Word of God here. I'm going to do a little bit of reading and teaching here now. And then, and then I'm going to let the Holy Spirit sink in here. So I'm just going to take a second to let this sink in. Okay, I have given them thy word. Okay, and thy word, and, and, the, and the world has hated them. Why are they doing it? Because they're not of the world, even as I am not in the world. 
And Jesus talked about that in John chapter 3. Remember? He said this is why people don't come to the light, because their deeds are evil. They've been born in sin. They've lived in a fallen state. They're naked, right? So why be surprised when you come to them and you start talking to them about the world? They start running from it because it exposes everything that they've been doing. That's where love comes in, right? Verse 15. I prayed not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou should keep them from the evils of the world. Okay? Pastor Justin, oh my, on Sunday, he said something so wonderful, remember? When we were talking on Tuesday the other day, remember that? I died. When I accepted Christ, I died. COVID-19, when I accepted Christ, I died. Cancer, when I accepted Christ, I already died. What, what, what do you got? What do you got? Seriously, what do you got on me, devil? I died. When I accepted Christ, I died. I don't live anymore. It's Christ that lives in me. What? What are you going to make me afraid of? What are you going to give me in fear? I already got the Lord living on the inside of me. I'm already born again. Right? I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to. So I talk to my flesh. I don't have to be afraid. Now, I listen to the Holy Spirit. I'm not stupid. If he tells me not to do something, I don't do it. Right? I'm not going to tempt the Lord saying, I got all this knowledge of the scriptures. I'll just go do anything I want. No, I listen to the Holy Spirit, right? Okay, I listen to the indwelling of the glory of the Lord that's living on the inside of me. He knows me better than I do. I mean, he knows me more than I know myself, right? I don't have to do this anymore, right? I don't have to. I can be separated from the world. Oh, I died. When I accepted Christ, I died. It's Christ that lives in me. Oh, man. It's Christ that lives in me. I'll look you in the face. It's Christ that lives in me. Christ lives in me. I mean, I'm serious about it. Christ lives in me. He's alive in me. You know, I don't care what people say. I don't care what experts say. I don't care. He's alive in me. I'm dead already. Okay? Christ is alive in me. Man, I tell you, that set me free. It set me free when that happened. Oh, why should I fear? What? What? God's not again. What did Paul said in Romans chapter 8, right? God's not going to put it on me. Jesus, he don't even have it. Jesus ain't going to put it on me. How, how's Jesus going to get it? He's, he's risen from the dead. He's seated at the right hand of the Father, right? So I know it's not God that's against me. He's for me, right? Verse 17. Sanctify them through thy word. The word is the truth. Verse 18. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I sent them into the world. <laughs> oh, my he sent you into the world just like Jesus. Oh, my goodness. You've been sanctified. You know what sanctified means? Hey, I'm setting you apart. You're over here. You're san- I'm, Oh, boy, you're over here. I'm sanctifying you. I'm taking you out of this mud. I'm taking you out of this curse. And I'm cleaning you up. And I'm putting you over here. You're my treasure. You're my gem. I'm sanctifying you. And I'm doing it through my spirit, right? I'm doing it through my word, right? Verse 19. As for their sakes, I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through thy truth. Oh, my goodness. In a church I grew up with, they told me I couldn't be sanctified. They told me, that that word was never told to me. They they never told me I could walk in goodness. They never told me I could walk in the glory and the love of the Lord. I was never told that where I went. Okay? Verse 20, neither pray I these for thee alone, but for them. Also which shall believe on me through their word. Okay. Verse 21. Here it is. Here comes the, we're going to start shouting now. Here comes here's going to come the preaching now, okay? That they, 
all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us. 1 John chapter 1, that we have fellowship one with another, and our fellowship is true, and it's with God the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. I have fellowship with Him. He has fellowship with me. I'm fellowshipping with the Godhead. This is powerful stuff. That the world may believe that Thou hast sent me. God wants to reveal Himself in Jesus through you. God wants to reveal Himself in Jesus through you. He's using you as His proof. Well, how do you know there's a God? Here I am, right here, I'm living proof. I mean, seriously. I mean, that is it. Verse 22. Uh Aha. And the glory which you gave me. Who do I give it to? I have given you. Okay? So that you may what? Be one even as we are one. Did I write this? Is you think Jesus is trying to say something here in this prayer? You think he's trying to get something across to us right here? You mean me? You mean me? <laughs> Corky, you mean us? I mean, come on. Yes. Oh, 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 man. Oh, this changes everything. It's not my glory. It's his. It's not, it wasn't my idea. It was God's. You see this? All I do is just let him do it. I just let him do it. I just get humble and meek, and I just cast the care over to him. God, I don't know how to figure this thing out, man. I am not smart enough, talented enough, and creative enough to figure this thing out. I need your help. Lord's like, finally, thank you. I'll show you. I'll tell you. I'm being humble, right? I was taught humble means like this. I'm such a sinner. I'm such a nobody. God doesn't love me. You know, heaven forbid I say God's going to help me be sanctified. God's going to help me do that. That's what I taught the definition of being humble was. That's not God's definition of being humble. Humble is understanding who you are in Christ Jesus and allowing the Lord to work through you. Just let him do it. Let him be the one, okay? Verse 24. Oh, I like verse 24. Because Jesus said this. He said this twice. He said this twice in the book of John. I'm going to show you one of them in verse 24. Father, I will. What does it mean when somebody says, I will? What's a will? It's someone's desire, right? It's what they want. It's the whole reason why he's praying this covenant prayer. That's why he's doing this thing, right? My will, Father, that you also, whom thou hast given me, Be with me where I am. Folks, where is Jesus right now? He's at the right hand of the Father. So where are you and I seated? We're seated with him at the right hand of the Father. Did Jesus say that's his will? Was that not the prayer he said to the Father? Is Jesus just saying some nice emotional thing here? No. He is saying a covenant prayer here. Father, I will. That you also, whom you have given me, be with me where I am. I read that thing. Oh my goodness. No wonder why Paul said in Colossians chapter 3, if you be risen with Christ and seated with him, think like that. And I was just like, oh my goodness. I I had to learn all over again. I had to, to think all over again. I had to train my mind how to react all over again. And this is where I this is where the Holy Spirit said for me to share something with you. 
When you became a Christian, when you were born again, you became a person that lives by faith. Faith. That's powerful. And what's one of the fruit of the Spirit? Faith. So my faith combined with the faith of the Lord. Oh my. Right? I don't walk by sight anymore. I don't walk by human reasoning anymore. I have to retrain my thinking. I have to retrain my words. I have to retrain my entire attitude. I have to learn how to walk in the glory. I have to learn how to walk in this. It's God's desire for me to be seated. It's God's desire for me to be the glory to flow through me, right? So I got to learn how to operate in this, right? I got to learn how to change my vocabulary, change the way I think, change the way I act. Oh my goodness. You became a new citizen of the kingdom of heaven who are alive in Christ Jesus. We are led by the Spirit of God, the Father, and we don't remain in the fallen state of Adam anymore. We don't have to be led by the flesh anymore. We don't have to be led by the world anymore. I live in the world, but I don't have to let its dominion rule over me. I work with the world, okay? I work with people, but I don't have to let their decision be my decision. And that's powerful. And the Lord will back you, right? He'll back you. We are seated now in the resurrected Christ Jesus. And we are now subject to the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And I'm no longer subjected to the curse or death. Oh, I've been given a right to stand as a believer and refuse to be subjected to the curse. I choose to live this in every situation of my life. Every decision of my life. Oh, man. Oh, it's good stuff. Raise and seated. Kneel down, COVID-19. Kneel down. Kneel down, cancer. Kneel down. Kneel down, curse. Kneel down. I'm doing and I'm exercising the authority that's on the inside of me. I understand something happened. I get it. I don't have to be subjected to it. I don't have to let it subject me. When, when the Bible talked about the enemy forging a weapon, and when in Psalms 91 he talked about a foot getting caught in a trap, a foot is caught in a trap. You're a goner, man. Right? He says, I'll get you out of the trap. I don't care how it happened. I know who it came from. It came from the devil. I'm just going to focus on who I am and begin to do what Paul said in the scriptures, begin what Jesus said, begin to, to, to read these things. Okay? This is powerful stuff. It is a brand new way of living. And it, and it takes courage to do this. If, if walking in this was, was easy, everybody would be doing it, right? But it's for the believer, right? It's for you and I. It's for you and me. Oh, my goodness. I got this written down in my Bible when I was, I was doing this. You know, I got all these notes in here. When I spent time, I've run out of room on the sides going over this, you know. And, and it's like, oh, my goodness. Can you just imagine all this stuff? The love of the Lord perfected in me, the fruit of the Spirit, experiencing the things that Moses never got to experience. The glory is in me, and it's through me. We went riding out on Kappa, okay? I went out three, three weeks ago on Kappa, okay? 
Okay, I'm going to do what the Lord said. So before I go on a ride out, the first thing I do is I, as I sit down and I begin to go over the Word of God. And the first thing I do is, is I go over what Paul said in Romans chapter, not Romans, but uh, Philippians chapter 4. Let Rejoice, let your moderation be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Okay, so whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are just, remember, I'm seated with the, in the right hand of the Father. I'm raised with Jesus. Jesus is in me, and I am in him. Okay, I start going over all these things. I go over virtue. I go over power. I go over who Christ is. I go over the fact that I'm in him, and he's in me. I go over the fact that he's the true vine. I'm his branch. Let's go, Jesus. What, what glory do you want to be seen today? Right? So I'll go over that. Then I'll go over cast your care over on him. Because when you come upon a person that's... Because there was a lady that was robbed at knife point. Someone stuck a knife in this lady's neck and stole her stuff. Right? And now we show up to the situation. What do you think's going through that girl's mind? Right? So the first thing I did was, is, ma'am, can I... I'm a minister after I get the opportunity. Can I pray for you? She's like, well, okay. You know, can I put my hand on your shoulder? And she said, yeah, okay. Because her, her mother was there and so was her son. And so I prayed for the peace of God to come over her. I got to get peace on her, right? Because who knows what's going through her mind. You know, she's just had a life death experience, right? So I, I pray for the peace of God. Okay, somewhere in that prayer, the spirit of the Lord came over and there was peace. Somewhere in there, okay? Now I got to remove the fear, right? I got to make sure she doesn't step back over into fear. So... As I, brother, I got, Pastor Justin, as I was standing there, the Holy Spirit, do you remember what Jesus said, where if you listen to a prophet, you get the prophet's reward? If you listen to a righteous man who comes in my name, you get the righteous man's reward? If you listen to just a brand new baby, just born again Christian, that becomes a disciple, and I give him a word, and you listen to the word through that, you will receive that reward. But you got to get them in a position to where they'll receive it. Because if they're not going to receive it, I'm not going to push it on you. I'm not going to force it on you. No way. I won't ever do that. I've tried. I've, I've bullied people into the Lord sometimes. And the uh, Lord got all over me about that. And it's like, no, i got to let the Holy Spirit receive it, right? So this girl lets me pray. And the word of the Lord reminded me of that scripture. And he said this, I'm not going to let your words fall to the ground. You tell her you got favor. And if she'll listen, I'm going to change her life. And so I opened my mouth and said, Ma'am, I said, I got favor. Oh, man, where's Dr. Seville now? I said, I got favor on me. I love the Lord. I got favor on me. And the Holy Spirit said, today, because the words just came up and out of me. Today, your life is never going to be the same. Today, your steps are going to change. Today, you are going to learn the experience of the Lord. And today, you're going to find out there's a God, right? And um, so we go to start looking for this, this uh, suspect, right? Well, a guy comes up and starts talking to the cops and starts saying he saw somebody who matched the description of this suspect. He just came up and started talking to him. We get in the car. We go looking for the suspect. And uh, all of a sudden, someone comes over the air and says, this is Officer so-and-so. I believe I have your suspect. <laughs> Could you describe what was stolen again? So they described what it was. I got your suspect. So we drive over to it. All that stuff was in there that belonged to this, this one individual. Now, what do you think? What, what do you think is going to be on my face when we go back to that lady and those officers bring all her stuff back, right? So we come back with all that stuff, and she's, they're going through all this stuff, and she's, and she's identifying what's hers, right? And um, 
oh my, when it's all done, everybody's getting ready to go out. You know, the officer lets me go back over and talk to him. I said, what did we tell you? What did the Lord tell you? Today is a new day in your life. Now, I asked her if she wanted to receive the Lord. She didn't want to do it, right? Okay, I'm not going to force it, right? But I did tell her how. Okay, so this is how you do it. You say, Jesus, come into my heart. Fill me with your spirit, right? Forgive me of the past. I love you. Tell me what to do. You know, fill me, lead me, guide me, you know. And I tell her how to say it, right? Cause, and now I've got her on my prayer list, and I've been praying for that girl. I found some other people. I was talking to, we talked, right, Tasha? We, we prayed for that girl. And uh, so what do we do? We planted the seed, right? That's how salvation works. One plants, one water, right? And then someone gets to, to do the ripening. Ripening. But that was the Holy Spirit that did that. That was the glory of God. That was the presence of God. It wasn't me. But what did I do? I had to make sure I was calm. I had to ask her if it was okay if I prayed over her. Can I pray over you? And I prayed for the peace of the Lord. We removed the fear. Okay, now God can operate. The Holy Spirit was able to give me a word. I didn't say that word on my own. It just came up, right? Tell her I'm going to give her favor. (laughs) Okay, Lord, you're going to get favor, girl, from, from this day forward, right? And, uh, and what did the police officers say when we went back? Because they were typing out their reports. They said, we've never seen this ever happen before. Ever happen before. And then I told them. I just looked down and said, it's, it's the Lord, guys. It's the Lord. They, they call me the man of the cloth now, that, that group of individuals. I mean, isn't that awesome? I mean, you, you find a group of guys that will ride out with you and say, that man's a man of the cloth. I mean, I was like, man, thank you, Lord. I mean, this is... This is what the Lord will do for you. Oh, my goodness. I see so many winners in here. Verse 26. Oh, verse 25. O righteous Father, the world has not known thee, but I have known thee. And now these have known thee, that thou hast sent me. Days of glory, days of flourishing, days of abounding. Verse 26. And I have declared unto them thy name, and I will declare it, that the love... Wherewith thou hast loved me, oh my, may be in you and I in you. Oh, come on. I mean, come on. This is, it's in, he's in you. He's in you. So one of the, one of the things I did, and I'm, I'm going to wrap up here. One of the things I did in the military, I was an instructor, okay? I wasn't an evaluator. Evaluators go on and they grade you, and then they tell you what you did was wrong, right? And then you got to argue with them about what you did, right? I was not an evaluator. I was an instructor. I told you why something worked, how it worked, right? How you could better yourself. Why the thing is there? Why is the piece of equipment here? What's it for? I mean, just because you got the best gun in the world don't mean it's going to save your life. You got to know how to use the thing, right? You got to know how to operate it. You got to know its purpose, its plan, its function, right? That was my job. And that's one of the things the Holy Spirit wants me to do is to teach you how to function in the Word of God, how to recognize when fear comes, how not to give into it. It's okay if fear comes. It's okay. The devil's going to do it. He doesn't change his tactics, right? It's how you respond to the fear when it comes. That's what the Lord is waiting for. I, I'm with you, right? 
So if you're not qualified to speak yet, wait a minute. Let the peace of God come on you. And that's what Paul said. Oh, I learned so much from that. Especially when I wrote out with the cops. I'm coming across people that are... Don't they, Vic? Don't they, Pastor Justin? You're coming across people that are just in states of anxiety. You know, but when the peace of God comes in, the situation, all of a sudden the fear leaves. The glory of the Lord begins to shine. And all of a sudden you can now speak to the situation. All right. It's going to sit for a second. This is what I do when I, when I go out with the police and, I, and I'm confronted by something. I'll just sit for a second and just wait. Oh, man, if we would just wait for a couple seconds when we're in situations in life. You know, when you're with your spouse or you're with somebody or you're confronted with a situation, if you could just wait for a second. You know, sometimes it takes me five or ten minutes. Sometimes it takes me 30 minutes to get in a place of peace to where I can finally hear from God. I don't care how long it takes. I just wait for it to happen, right? But I know in that praise, like what we did today, and that's why praise is so powerful because it puts you in that position to hear. And now you can speak. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for these these wonderful believers right here. Power to be sons of God, sons of the living God, daughters of the living God, right? We've received you in the name of Jesus. That glory is in us. It's in us. I don't care what my flesh says. I don't care what the situation says. It's in me, Lord. All you're waiting for me, Lord, all you're waiting for us to do is to just get into peace. Just be quiet. Just allow you to move through us in the name of Jesus. Father, this church has gone to another level. It's not going to another level. It's already entered into another level. We are rising and building in this community in the name of Jesus. And everyone in here, Father is a guaranteed soldier of the living God, fit in the, for the kingdoms and the master's use. And Father, I thank you that we're all golden vessels, golden vessels that the Lord will use in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, Father, we take authority over the curse in the name of Jesus. It has no right in our life. We're not going to accept it in Jesus' name. We will train our mind. We will train our body. We will build ourselves up in the fruit of the Spirit. We're going to look good, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We're going to be your vessels in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. 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 I receive it. Thank you, everybody. And God bless you. God bless you all. Thanks. Thank you, Pastor Justin. Amen.